Greetings and salutations to all of our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 146. And if you're a regular listener, you notice something's missing. Nathan did not make it. Nathan is not <laughs> here. We're missing a chair. We're missing a voice. And he always says, we made it. But we can't say we made we it. We didn't. We made it. He and I made it. <laughs> uh, Nathan is uh, under the weather. Yep. Not, not feeling so not good feeling today, good. Uh, which is our taping day. But so. we're committed to turning out quality, oh, yeah. we're turn okay. I don't know. We're committed that. to turning out <laughs> podcasts. We're going to get a podcast done today, <laughs> whether it's quality or not. We are putting it out because we're committed to the weekly, right? The weekly. That's the what weekly. we're committed. That's to. That's what we're committed to, and so we're going to keep the weekly. But we're not going to film too many without Nathan. I don't yeah. believe. Maybe two, and then we're going to have him back. Yeah, because we need him. We need him back. You know, we need we need, we need the furry. Oh, <laughs> that, you, that have, helps? you have some. I, I wouldn't call this I, fur. I have zero. I have stubble. We, we need some. We need this. Oh, we are like the 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 degrees of that. You know, you're you're like I, a baby's I, butt. St- I started out years ago, and I'm exactly like I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is couldn't a, happen. Huh? This is the way this face looked when uh-huh. I. Well, that's not true. This is the way my chin <laughs> looked when uh, I was. A, and I tried to grow. I tried to grow as you know to see if I could do the beard like Nathan, and I can't pull it off. I, I'm I'm way too too thin. So I, this is about this is good for me. That's pretty dang this good. This is this is about all I can do. But I did seven days. Owns, I took a trip to Israel, and no one else was shaving, and so I didn't shave the whole time. Seventeen wow. days, and uh, I had some really long hairs. <laughs> and I had some really bare patches, and I go. Yeah, that's enough for me. All I don't right. need to do any of that anymore. It was unattractive. Uh, Nathan's going to be so glad he's not here to yeah. have the beard discussion. No, that's right. So, But that's what we talk about when he's not here. Yeah. So today, uh, and if it's your first time, uh, any of you made it this far. Exactly. Um, I'm Jason. This is Ed and Nathan. We are all part of the teaching team here at Community Christian. We uh, have these discussions every week, mainly answering your questions about things about our world and the Bible and stuff like that to try and help us think and respond to our world in a Jesus-centered way. And today, um, we've got a listener, watcher of our podcast. We don't know. One of the two, I don't know. But they want us to, they have a question about the current series that we are Mm -hmm. in. So it's Um, a community Christian attender. It is. They've been with us for a while or they're watching online. Uh, We've been in this series for uh, several weeks now on the book of Ephesians. uh, And we're wrapping it up 1st of December... Something yeah, like that? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So at, when this uh, episode drops, we still got about a month to go. So this is right in the middle of it. Right. Um, but here's their question, and, and I get where this question is coming from because this is something that we've mentioned several times uh, throughout the series, several messages in the Ephesians series. And uh, here's their question. I love the Ephesians series that you've been doing on Sundays. We say thank you for loving it. Mm-hmm. We're glad you like it. Here's a question. Can you please help me understand what you're talking about when you say we are chosen? Everyone's chosen by God, right? But if I I think about someone hearing these messages for the very first time, I'm afraid it would be confusing and maybe even insulting uh, for them to hear this idea. I can see where they're coming from. I definitely can see where they're coming from. Particularly if that's the only thing they hear, which so often people do, and they're Mm -hmm. often... Again, it's as if Ephesians has to stand on its own and you don't know anything else, which I think is a bad... Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we say all the time, we take the Bible podcast thing, uh, saying uh, the, the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus. And mm-hmm. 
So I think there are a number of ways to think about that chosen thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the original promise yep. in the Old Testament, Israel and there's a the, chosen, the chosen people. There's a chosen people. I think there's definitely echoes of that in Paul's writing because he's going to talk about, I mean, in this church, mm -hmm. there are Gentile people who were not a part of that chosen, yep. and there's uh, Jewish people, and a, a big part of what he's doing is letting them know, hey, we're all we're, we're in all all in that original promise that God has this original promise. Well, and when you think about the context, like you just said, of how he's speaking, he is speaking to the Israelite people who have identified themselves as chosen right. for all these years, generations even. And so now you've got the the kingdom has has opened wide, mm -hmm. and now all the world is being brought in uh, to the new covenant relationship that God established through Jesus. And I think what Paul's doing there is he's using that language to be inclusive, like mm -hmm. you just said, mm -hmm. to let the Gentiles now know, no, I, I get that you felt like you weren't chosen for all this time, but Jesus has brought a brand new thing, right? and now you are. Yeah, and it, it, again, when you talk about, I could see people being insulted that, mm -hmm. you have to understand, I think that the Gentiles probably were insulted by when, oh, yeah. if you were, <laughs> oh, if yeah. you, so you have this one little group of people, and they keep saying they're the chosen of God. Mm. Everybody else who had their own ideas about God, they were openly insulted and mm -hmm. hated this little group of people. Mm -hmm. And it turned out the Israelites were right, but the Israelites got it wrong in that they yeah. felt like chosen was something to be held on to, and they didn't realize they were chosen for a purpose, yes. which was to open the way for everybody else. Mm. And it, you know, at that point, if they had, if people would have gotten the whole story. Maybe it wouldn't have been as insulting. So the the misinterpretation of that idea of being chosen came through them misunderstanding what they were chosen for. Because, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, um, even in the Old Testament times, the Jewish uh, people had a way for you to come in. Oh, yeah. To become a covenant person. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but... You could still become a part of the Jewish nation, but mm -hmm. you had to go through some stuff. You had to do some things. You, know, you didn't get it by birth. You had some rituals you had to go through. And for the fellas, it was a, it was a little surgery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that was tough. And so even then in that, what, what they would probably have seen as an accommodation, you know, we are for the world, but at the same time, not really. Not really. You still are different. But I think the, the point of, what Paul is doing here is he's saying, look, by means of what Jesus has done, none of, none of that, because he even goes that far at some point, doesn't do it in Ephesians, but uh, certainly you read Galatians and he goes, man, that circumcision thing don't mean nothing. Right, that's it, right. There is no good, there is nothing in that anymore. And he's, in fact, he, he calls Jewish people out and says, you were circumcised on your bodies, but not in your heart. Not in your heart. That was something else. And so, he just sort of wipes all that clean, and that's where he says there is no Jew, there is no, you know, and he goes mm -hmm. through and he, he wipes the, he kind of levels the playing field in that. And I think there's, you know, I think there's a tendency in all of us on both sides of that. So if I'm on the inside group, whatever mm -hmm. that group is, mm -hmm. there's a tendency to forget that. So Israel's not chosen because they're better than the other countries. They're no. not chosen for any other reason. They're ch I think I said that it's in a message. Yeah. God's not choosing people because they are good. Yeah. It's because God is good. Yeah. And God's making a way for everybody, like the person said, to be a part of the chosen. And it's not like it's difficult. It's not like it's a, 
you can all be a part of God's chosen, but it is a particular way. Mm. Uh, you know, there is a there is a way to do it, and there was in the Old Testament. When you're on that inside part, there is a part to forget everything other than God chose me, mm. and to elevate yourself a little bit. I, you know, you watch this happen with Christians. Of, mm -hmm. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I and there's a tendency to get a little better than attitude. Oh, definitely. And and to lose your humility about I I didn't. I was not the initiator of this, nor was I the one that did the major work in any of this. Mm. God did the choosing, and I'm blessed to be a part of it. Now I have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. On the outside, when you're not a part of the chosen, there is a part, there is a tendency for all of us to get up in our feelings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to feel like, well, why choose them? Well, the why is because God's just choosing. He's choosing, he's making a way, and he was always going to have to make a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. there was going to be a way. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, on both sides, humility is required to be a part of the chosen, but to do the job of the chosen correctly, I should say. You bring up a good point that I just hadn't thought of until we got into this discussion is how, what that looks like, you know, because I think the question person who asked the question brings up a good point of how often when we do get away from that humility and that understanding of I didn't do this I was you know I was brought in I was loved by God first he loved me first before I ever loved him right and I get that backwards it does become sort of a um, a prideful thing that then communicates to the outside world um, there is something in inherently better about me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing in our culture a lot these days. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of um, a lot of Christians who have this idea that, you know, the goal of, of being one of the chosen of God is to then impose everything that I am and all that I believe on everybody else. Right. Whether they like it or not. And, you know, and so because I have... I have a one up on you and, right. and you need to, you know, it is a very, I think, upside down way of the way Jesus in, in influenced us right. to interact with the world and to interact with people, certainly not the way he did. Um, well, and it's almost, and you know, really I was thinking about, I didn't think of this much until you were just talking about it. Mm -hmm. When we go about imposing, so I'm a part of this group, and I'm going to impose what I know to be what God wants on people who have not yet decided they want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm imposing, it's almost like I, we're saying to people, here's how you get in by doing these things, and I'm going to mandate that you have to do these things because you not doing them is somehow keeping God from blessing all of us, and, that's and so it's wrong. willfully for forgetting I got blessed because of nothing. Before I ever but did anything. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And you could get blessed the same way. It I'm I'm to hold the standard because mm -hmm. I'm on the inside. You know, the illustration yeah. I think you and I both have used before is uh, my HOA rules only apply to yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. And for me to drive over to your neighborhood and yeah. say, hey, you know, we only can have Bermuda grass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and your yeah. grass is offensive to me. Yeah. Well, I'm in your neighborhood, man. You ain't agreed to my rules. No. It's like um, I think 
I think it was, I heard it from Andy Stanley. Uh, he used the illustration like you just did. Of, he said, you know, we all have family rules. Right. He said, I have the, I have a bedtime for my kids and I have rules that my kids are going to follow and everything. He said, one thing I've never done is I have never set a bedtime for your kids because you're not in my family. And the great part of the, I love that illustration and the one you just mentioned is as well is, you know, my kids that follow my rules in my house, they are not my kids because they follow my rules. That's right. They didn't gain that status by virtue of following my rules. They became a part of my family first. And then as a as a outpouring of here's what we do as a family, right. they now, because of the love given and shown and received from my kids, now we have this set of a way of life because we just, this is what we do. That's right. Same thing with what the way... You know, we in the we way sorry the way we interact with people who are not who have not chosen to be a part of the family of God. They for whatever reason have said, you know, not for me. Well, who am I to then go and impose my my way of life on them? Right. Uh, until they decide, you know what, I, I received the love of God, That's and right. now I've been grafted in, and so now we. Yeah. Somebody then shows me the way. Yeah, it really is. Then becomes the way. I've been at this longer than you. I'm so thankful to have you a part of the family now. Mm -hmm. Let me show you the way. And it's not. Yeah, this didn't get you into the family. You are in the family. Mm -hmm. Let me show you the way. Yeah. And so I, I, I do think there. And you're right. This is our culture. Everybody's breaking up in these little tribes mm -hmm. and wanting to impose their tribe on the other tribe. And and Christians have been doing that for a long time. And on both sides of that, people get in their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know. Well, and and I, I, I don't want to say I, I, I certainly don't want to say I agree with that way, but I understand where it comes from. Oh yeah. Because when you when you live a certain way and you follow a certain code or whatever you want to call it, and you've become convinced it is the best way to live, which we say this on Sundays in our services, we say we have, believe we have found the most satisfying, fulfilling way to live, and it is the way of Jesus. So we believe that wholeheartedly. And I think sometimes people get take that another step forward and go, well, if that's the best way to live, then we ought to make the world live that way. Right. And, and I can see where their motivation might be yeah. for that, but then what we have to then do is go back and go, well, is that the way Jesus did it? That's right. Because we are Jesus' people. And so he came into a world that certainly did not, did not look favorably upon his way of doing life. And what did he do? Did he raise an army, you know, take up the sword, impose it on the government? No, he, he laid his life down and actually became a victim That's right. of their, their system in order to show them his way of life and then to love them into the kingdom. And I don't, unfortunately, I, I see... I see the church in a lot of places in America getting that a little twisted. Yeah. And I'm not, and again, I, I said it earlier, I, I get their motivation. <laughs> and I think it, it probably comes from a good place for most people. I just think it misses the heart of Jesus. Yep, that's right. It's not only that we do what Jesus says, we try to, we, if you do what Jesus says, but you don't do it in the spirit and way of Jesus, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. Now, if you do it in the spirit and way of Jesus, but you don't do what Jesus says, you're also wrong. You're also wrong. <laughs> it is a two thing. I do yes. what he says the way he says. Mm. 
and uh, admittedly, that's really, really hard because mm-hmm. it always winds up with I'm giving up my rights well, sure. for the sake of others because mm-hmm. that was his way. And that certainly is not, and you mentioned this in your message just recently of the American way of independence and self-sufficiency right. and I, I cling to my rights. rights, my independence, my way of life. Um, that, that certainly flies in the face of that, those set of American values that we have. Which also, that's why this is really hard, I think. Mm-hmm. This idea of chosen and not chosen is hard for Americans because it feels, when you first hear it, it feels unfair. Yeah. Well, so then our opening is, well, isn't everybody chosen? Well, yes, we've said this before, and I'm not sure I'd have said this 15 years ago, but I do believe it's the truth now that when Jesus died on the cross, he really did die for the sins of all people. Yes. And so God no longer deals with people according to their sins. It's much like I try to explain to people the difference between forgiveness between me and mm-hmm. if Jason and I got wrong with each other, mm-hmm. which thankfully we're not. We've been in a relationship a long time and we're clean with each other. Yep. But if we got wrong, I could forgive Jason of what he did without him ever mm-hmm. asking me for it, repenting of what he had done. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus, in effect, has done on the cross. He paid the price. He yeah. He ransomed us, whatever illustration out of the Bible you yeah. want to use to describe it. On the cross, he did whatever was required to make a way for everybody with God. But reconciliation, or being a part of the chosen mm-hmm. of God, requires that Jason, in our relationship, mm-hmm. would be say, Hey, Ed, I, I know what we did. Let's, I, I own my part. Mm-hmm. I want to be right. Mm-hmm. And so everybody doesn't wind up and in the chosen, not because God hasn't done his part to right. open the way. That's right. That's right. But because everyone hasn't decided they want it. Everything that stands between you and God has been yes. accomplished. Yes. The reconciliation is now offered. Yeah. And which is why Paul says that's our ministry. Our job is to be the ministers of reconciliation. That's right. And say, be reconciled to God now because forgiveness is offered. It's it's yours. It's been done. Now you can be reconciled to God. Yeah, to me, it's such a better, once I finally understood it, it's such, it really does become good news. Mm-hmm. I used to go out and say to people, hey, here's the good news. You're a horrible person. Yeah. And Jesus decided he would love you anyway. If. If. You, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and now the message really is God did everything. It had God, because he's so good, made a way for every person. Mm-hmm. And what he says to you is, hey, be reconciled. Yeah. And what you need to do is just agree with that, that God's done everything Mm -hmm. he can. And take the steps, you know, Mm -hmm. put your faith in him, trust him, come a part of his family through baptism, follow along with the community, Mm -hmm. do that, you know, walk in his way. And you're you're, you're in, you're in the chosen. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But that requires a great deal of humility. It does. Which a lot of us are not. And still... Hold on, you know, hold on to letting go uh, quite often. The pride that keeps us from doing that. So, oh, in all kinds of ways. Once, we're, ways. In, once we're inside, yes. everything that holds us back from being what God wants us to be. And, and for me, yeah. I should just say, yeah, yeah. inevitably comes down to it strikes something at my pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, for whoever asked this question, I hope that helps. Uh, <laughs> 
to take maybe it sounded like maybe you were hearing a little edge in what we were saying in the series. Or somebody you know or somebody might, might hear That's right. feel a little edge. And so I hope that maybe takes off a little bit. If if you need more explanation or if that didn't do it, let us know. Uh, yep. Write us back. We'll we'll do a good job of hopefully clarifying it for you if we can. Um, in fact, I will say in about a couple of weeks we have somebody who asked some follow up questions from a previous episode. Okay. They need us to clarify some stuff. Um, so we're going to do that. Hope, I'm, I'm going to wait till Nathan comes back for yeah. us to do that. Yeah, because it might have to do with the patient permit of the <laughs> church, and that's for our longtime <laughs> listeners. Right He's there. the only one that's read that book. Yes, <laughs> we did have an absence of scholarly work in our yes. discussion today, which is Nathan's absence. Yes. So anyway, so uh, next week uh, we have a question on tap uh, that Ed and I are going to go ahead and uh, a- answer before we have Nathan return. Uh, somebody wants to know about how the whole thing with the rapture works. Yeah. So that's a, I've had that question quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to get into that next All week. Right. So y'all come back. We will deal with that question. So up to, until then, uh, Nathan, get well. Yep. And we missed you. That's right. Y'all have a great week. Bye.